Lesson number 166, Surah Al-Anbiya, ayah number 83 to 112. وَأَيُّوبَ and Ayyub إِذْ نَادَ رَبَّهُ When he called out to his Lord, أَنِّي Indeed I, مَسَّنِي It has touched me, أَضُّرُّ Adversity. Adversity has touched me. وَأَنْتَ While you are, meaning you, O Allah, you are أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ أَرْحَمُ Most merciful الرَّاحِمِينَ Of all those who show mercy. Ayyub السلام, the Prophet of Allah, is mentioned over here. Surah Al-Anbiya talks about different Anbiya and the lessons that we can learn from the various Prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ayyub السلام, he's a Prophet who was severely tested. He was tested not just through his people, but also in his personal life. And in his personal life, not just his relationships or his finances, but even in his physical body. So you can say that Ayyub was a prophet of Allah who was tested, who was put through difficulty at every level, in every aspect of his life. Physically, mentally, emotionally, in every way he was tested. He was put to difficulty. And in this difficulty... How is it that he called out to Allah? Allah says, وَأَيُّوبَ إِذْ نَادَى رَبَّهُ When he called out to his Lord, Nida نُون دَال Ya To call out, to yell out. Remember Zakariya salam in Surah Maryam? إِذْ نَادَى رَبَّهُ نِدَاءً خَفِيَّا So Ayyub also, he نَادَى رَبَّهُ And what did he say when he called out to his Lord begging him? That Anni Masani Addur. Addur has touched me. What is Addur? Addur is adversity, suffering, what a person suffers. And there's different types of adversity. One is that adversity which is experienced in, you can say, financial matters. Another is that which is experienced in relationships. Another is that which is experienced in your physical body, like illness, disease, pain, something of that sort. And Addur, even though it refers primarily to physical weakness, or you can say illness or disease of the body, but remember that Ayyub salam he was afflicted by not just physical suffering, but like I mentioned earlier, suffering in every way. Financial loss, family crisis. He said, Masani Addur, it has touched me. But look at the word Masani, what is Mas? What is Mas? Just a touch. I want you to touch your right hand with your left hand. Just just put your right hand on your left hand. This is touch. Tap it. This is touch. When we are afflicted with some difficulty, do we ever use this expression? That pain has just touched me? No. We exaggerate so much when it comes to pain. It's as if we show ourselves in such a pity state that we're like, I'm drowning in this. Whereas the pain is very minimal. The difficulty is very minimal, but we exaggerate that. But look at Ayyub salam. he says, it has just touched me. Did it just touch him? Was it a very light affliction or very light adversity? No, it was very intense. But look at his adab ma'allah. Look at his respect towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, مَسَّنِيَ الضُّرُّ 
And when a person is going through some difficulty, what does he deserve? Mercy and compassion. Right? People take pity on a person who is suffering. But Ayyub is saying, I don't care about the pity that people show to me, or the mercy that they show to me. Ya Allah, I know that you are the most merciful of all those who show mercy. You know, sometimes when we are in pain, when we are sick, other people come and they look at us with those eyes, you know, with those looks as if they really feel bad for us. And they will cry before us and they will do something to help us, you know, hug us or kiss us or, you know, touch us nicely or something to show that they care. Some nice words even. And those words, that show of affection, what does that do to us? It boosts us. You know, it gives us hope in that time of difficulty that, yeah, at least I have this friend who cares. At least I have a mother who understands my pain. You know, somebody understands what I'm in. But look at Ayyub Arisana. He says, Ya Allah, I know that you are the most merciful. You show most mercy. If you think about it, trials, difficulties, pain, loss, who is it from? It is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? وَالْقَدْرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ That's what we believe in. مِنَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى That qadr, decree, whether good or evil, is all from Allah. Whether nice or difficult, it is all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the believer, he understands that even if he's being made to go through difficulty, that is also part of Allah's mercy on him. We think mercy and compassion is what? That... Whatever we want should happen in life. Right? Nothing painful should come our way. Nothing difficult should come our way. But remember that everything that Allah decrees for His servant, whether it is pain, hardship, ease, happiness, whatever it may be, all of that is what? Part of His mercy. It's an expression of His mercy. Because if we don't go through pain and loss, would we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If we didn't fail... In life, would we work on improvement? We wouldn't. If everything in life happened according to our desires, would we strive for a better hereafter? No, we wouldn't. And remember that sometimes pain is necessary because it teaches us what ease cannot teach us. And sometimes we have to go through pain to appreciate the good in life. If we haven't experienced loss, we don't know what gain is. You know, for instance, if you look at the life of the Prophet ﷺ, he got married to Khadija radiallahu anha. And we love the fact that Khadija radiallahu anha is the one who proposed to him. Right? And it's beautiful, but if you think about it, why is it that Khadija radiallahu anha, she proposed to the Prophet ﷺ? Why was she interested in marrying him? Khadija radiallahu anha had inherited a lot of wealth. Alright, because her husband who had died, alright, he was very well off, and he did not have any children, he did not have any heirs. So the only person who inherited from him was who? Khadija radiallahu anha. So she had a whole lot of money, and she wanted that money to grow. So she would hire people to take her, you know, stuff for business trips. But every time she would feel that she was cheated. Every time she felt that she didn't get a hundred percent out of it. 
Because obviously the people who would go for business, they would be more concerned about what was in their best interest. Why would they care about the money of a woman? So because she was cheated so many times, and because she always felt unsatisfied no matter who she hired, when she saw the Prophet ﷺ and when she dealt with him, what did she see in him? Nobility, honesty, dedication. This is what she saw and that is what she appreciated also. So she preferred the honesty of the Prophet ﷺ despite the fact that he had no experience when he came to trade. She appreciated the honesty of the Prophet ﷺ despite the fact that he was so young. So if you have not gone through hardship, what do you know what is valuable in life? So remember that suffering, hardship, pain, loss, whatever form, whatever face it has, that is also Allah's rahmah. That is also Allah's mercy. So Ayyub salam says, وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ Oh Allah, you are the most merciful of those who show mercy. We see over here that Ayyub salam, he is expressing his grief, his worry, his pain, before who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's talking to Allah. And he is doing that in order to seek Allah's help. And this is the way of the prophets. That when they went through any difficulty, who is it that they called upon? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِنَّمَا أَشْكُوا بَثِّي وَحُزْنِي إِلَى اللَّهِ I complain of my grief, my suffering, my pain before Allah. You see, talking about our problems is perfectly fine. When we talk to other people about our problems, there's nothing wrong with it. But, but there is a big condition. And what is that? That some solution is expected. You understand? Like for example, if I'm in pain, and if I tell all of you I'm in a lot of pain, what's the point? What's the point? Okay, you might feel bad for me, but what? What is it going to lead to? It's not going to lead to anything. Right? But if I tell my mother, for example, when I'm sitting next to her, that I'm in pain, this part is hurting, and she says, okay, let me do some ruqya on you. Let me read some dua for you so that you can feel better. Is that good? Yes, it's good. So remember that talking about our problems is fine when a solution is expected. But when people cannot help us, then talking about our problems, spreading our grief in every gathering to every person is something that does not befit a servant who is patient. Because the patient servant knows that if he is suffering from something today, why is that so? Because Allah decreed that for him. And telling people about our problems can be very risky. Why? Because what do you know? They might tell the whole world. They might be happy inside that finally she's failing, finally she's suffering. You don't know what other people think about you, right? So telling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though He already knows, talking to Him, pouring your heart out before Him, that is the best treatment. That is the best form of seeking help. Because this is what's going to help you. It's risk-free. And the solution is guaranteed. The Prophet ﷺ said, the people who are tested the most severely are the Prophets. The people who were tested the most severely were who? Who? 
prophets, then the righteous, then the next best, then the next best. In other words, a person is tested according to the level of his faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. According to his level of faith in Allah is a person tested. So over here the example of Ayyub a.s. is given. In the Bible, in the book of Job, we learn that Ayyub a.s. his suffering is mentioned in great detail. It is said there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright. One who feared God and turned away from evil. There were born to him seven sons and three daughters. He possessed seven thousand sheep, three thousand camels, five hundred yoke of oxen, and five hundred female donkeys, and very many servants. So that this man was the greatest of all people of the East. So how was he? The best of all people. Financially, when it came to family, in every way, he was the best. When it came to his character, and we know that he was a prophet. So he was literally the best man that was known in that time. The best man. So what happened? According to the narration in the Bible, Shaitan, he's the one who challenged Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, but Allahu a'lam what exactly happened. Allah decided to test Ayyub alayhi salam. Because remember, وَنَبُلُوكُمْ بِالْخَيْرِ وَالشَّرِ Right? Allah tests us with khair and shab, good and evil. If somebody is having good, sooner or later that good is going to turn into evil. And if somebody is going through evil, sooner or later that is going to turn into good. No state in this life is permanent. Nothing in this life is permanent. No illness, no beauty, no money, nothing is permanent. It is bound to change. No matter who you are. Ayyub alayhi salam also, what happened? He lost everything. Allah tested him. He lost his wealth. He lost his family. And he was even afflicted in his body. And that is what is mentioned over here. وَأَيُّوبَ إِذْ نَادَى رَبَّهُ أَنِّي مَسَّنِيَ الضُّرُّ وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ It is said that when Ayyub alayhi salam, he lost everything, according to the words of the Bible, Job said, The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He gave, and He took it away. After all, who do we belong to? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are His. And everything we have has also come from Him. So He can give anything, and He can take anything away also. There's different reports. According to some, children died. And obviously his wife, what we learn about her, is that she also left him. She stayed with him for quite some time, but then she also left him. So Allah alam what exactly happened, but he lost everything. His property, his good name, and everything. Alright? And we see that, according to the words of the Bible, in this entire trial, in all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. Even in that difficulty, he did not say anything negative about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He did not become upset with Allah's decision. He did not say, this is unfair. Why? 
what did I ever do wrong? Because Ayyub a.s. he was not just a successful man when it came to you know money and family and all of that. He was also a very devout worshipper. Very devout worshipper. Now when you see a person in a good state, you know, they have no family problems, they've got money, and you see that they're very righteous, they're earning halal, and they have good relationships with their family, and they also go for umrah and hajj, and they also fast regularly. What do you think? Of course they should. Why not? What difficulty do they have? They have nothing to hold them back. Of course they should be grateful servants, and they should definitely worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even more and more. It makes sense. It's no big deal. But we see that Ayyub a.s. when he lost everything also, Did his worship stop? No, it did not stop. Did his faith in Allah weaken? No, it did not. And this is the lesson that we are taught in this surah. That it doesn't matter what you're going through in your life. It doesn't matter what you're going through in your life. Whether you're making a a ton of money or you're making no money. You have five job offers or you are unemployed for a very long time. You know exactly what to do in your life or you are absolutely lost. You are happily married or you're going through a divorce. It doesn't matter what you're going through because these things constantly change. What should not change is our faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is something that should not change in the sense that a person should not give up his worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He should not give up his hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather, he should always think positively about Allah. Now definitely, iman increases and decreases. This is something natural. And as we go through trials and hardships in life, that has an effect on iman. But remember that in good times, what is it that we have been encouraged to do? Be grateful, be thankful. And in difficulty, what is it that we are encouraged to do? Always remain hopeful. Be patient. What is patience? What's the other side of patience? Have hope. And you see, when you fall, don't just sit there. You know, for instance, if you take a ball and you throw it with full force, you throw it down with full force, what should happen to the ball? As it hits the ground, should it sit there? What should happen to it? It should bounce back up. And how high should it go? Higher than its starting point. And this is the lesson that needs to be learned. That no matter what you're going through, hold on to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the one who believes in Allah, فَقَدْ اسْتَمْسَكَ بِالْعُرْوَةِ الْوُثْقَى Then he is holding on to the most firm, the strongest handhold. That belief is what is going to help him survive that difficulty. If that belief, that hope in Allah is not there, then it's not possible to go through the difficulties and trials of life. Then stress would kill us. It would destroy us. Little, little things can aggravate us. So what is it that keeps a person afloat? What is it that keeps a person going? It's their belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what we see in Ayyub alayhi salam. That even in the most difficult time, he says, أَنِّي مَسَّنِيَ الضُّرُّ وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ It is said that over time, over time, as each year went by, the trials that Ayyub went through just got worse and worse. Initially, it was just a financial loss. Now what happened eventually, that 
according to the words of the Bible, he got loathsome sores. So sores that even look very repulsive from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Just imagine. From the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Which part was spared? Nothing. I mean, if you think about the sole of the foot, even if there, there are sores, and the crown of the head, that means it doesn't matter whether the skin has hair or not, it doesn't matter which part of the body it is, the entire skin is covered in sores. And you know what that means? There's no relief from pain in any position. Whether you're sitting, or you're standing, or you're lying down, there is no relief from that physical pain. It's very easy to stay patient for an hour or two, for a day or two. But when you're living with a disease that causes you pain 24-7, then what is it that most people want? Euthanasia. What do they want? Get out of my body. I don't want to live anymore. But Ayyub he says, Anni masani, masani, it's just a touch. It could have been worse. وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ And I know that this is also part of your mercy, Ya Allah. أَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ Never giving up hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is said that during this time, his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. According to the words of the Bible. So in other words, he was encouraged to say something negative. You know, to express some kind of frustration. And this is what happens many times, that when we're going through difficulty, we're trying to be patient. What happens? Other people, they begin to pity us. They begin to pity us. And in that, we begin to lose faith, lose hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women would speak. Shall we receive good from God? And shall we not receive evil? We are His servants. What makes us think that we are worthy of only good from Allah? It's up to Him. We are His servants. He can send good our way and He can even send evil our way. And according to the words of the Bible, in all this, Job did not sin with his lips. He did not sin with his lips. There was not even a word of impatience. There was not even a word of disbelief in Allah. Nothing like that. In Surah Sa'd, Ayah 41, Allah says, وَذْكُرْ عَبْدَنَا أَيُّوبُ إِذْ نَادَ رَبَّهُ أَنِّي مَسَّنِيَ الشَّيْطَانُ بِنُصْبٍ وَعَذَابٍ And remember our servant Ayyub, when he called to his Lord, indeed shaytan has touched me with hardship and torment. So in Surah Sa'd, what do we learn? That he said, shaytan is also bothering me. Because when a person is going through difficulty, he is hurt, then his spirits begin to die down. So what happens? Shaitan takes advantage of that. And what does he do? He keeps bothering the servant. He keeps putting waswasa in his head. You must have done something wrong. Allah must hate you. You must be so evil. You know what? If this is how you are in this life, then what about the hereafter? You've done all you could. You never made a mistake. But still God treats you like this? There's no good in this religion. Shaitan bothers a person. This is why when we are sick, it's so important to keep saying, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ 
أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. At the time of anger, even think about it. Anger. What are we supposed to say? أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. Because when a person is weak, physically, spiritually, emotionally, then shaitan really attacks him. So he says, أني مسني الضر وأنت أرحم الراحمين. So what happened? فاستجبنا له. So we responded to him. We responded to him. The dua of the muttar is never averted. Who is muttar? The one who is afflicted with distress. The one who exhausts his efforts in doing the best that he can. And he has full faith in Allah. He places all his trust in Allah that only Allah can take me out of this difficulty. And when he calls out to Allah with yaqeen, then the doors, the gates of the heavens are opened up for his dua. His dua is heard. فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ فَكَشَفْنَا Then we removed مَا All that which be he with it مِنْ ضُرٍ Of any harm. Meaning any harm that Ayyub was suffering, every single difficulty was removed from him. Nothing of that difficulty stayed with him. No trace of it. مَا بِهِ مِنْ ضُرٍ Every difficulty was taken away from him. Because no difficulty is eternal in this dunya. Where no good, as in no worldly happiness is eternal, likewise, no pain is eternal in this dunya. Everything changes. فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ فَكَشَفْنَا مَا بِهِ مِنْ ضُرٍ وَآتَيْنَاهُ And we gave him أَهْلَهُ His family وَمِثْلَهُمْ And like of them مَعَهُمْ Along with them So according to the reports of the Bible How many children did he have? How many? He had seven sons and three daughters They were born to him Seven sons and three daughters How many children in total? Ten Allah says over here, وَآتَيْنَاهُ أَهْلَهُ وَمِثْلَهُ مَعْهُمْ Now he had not just ten, but double. So twenty. More than before. Why? رَحْمَةً مِّنْ عِنْدِنَا As a mercy from us. وَذِكْرَى And a reminder. لِلْعَابِدِينَ For the worshippers. Whose worshippers? The worshippers of Allah. Those who worship Allah should remember this lesson. Ayyub a.s. was healed. He was healed. His pain was replaced with happiness. His suffering was replaced by success. In Surah Sa'ad, Ayah 42 and 43, we learn that Ayyub a.s. he was told, Urkud birijlika. Because he was suffering from a physical ailment also, right? So he was told, strike the ground with your foot. هَذَا مُغْتَسَلٌ بَارِدٌ وَشَرَابٌ This is a spring, meaning this is water, which is a cool bath and also for drinking. So he was told to wash himself and also drink the water. And then what happened? He was cured. Now it's amazing. His cure was from what? Water. Water. Fresh water. Sometimes the cure is that simple. It could be just one pill. It could be just one dose of some medication. But it will not work unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows. You think Ayyub didn't drink water during the period of illness? Of course he must have. Did he not wash himself? He must have. But why is it that at this time, 
When he drank water and he washed himself, the disease went away. Because the cure came from Allah. Now what happens is that when we are going through some difficulty, we look here and there, we try one thing after the other, looking for some cure. You know, something that will help, something that will benefit, something that will take us out of our pain. But nothing works. Nothing works. We keep going from one thing to another, to another, to another. But nothing is working. Why? Because the shifa is not coming from Allah yet. It will come when? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will want. So as we strive to seek the cure, remember, don't forget to seek the cure from the giver of cure. From a shafi. I'm not saying sit back and do nothing, go to no doctor. Do that also. But more than that, seek cure from Allah. Whatever difficulty we're going through, seek solutions, do your best, but at the same time, ask Allah to open the doors of His mercy for you. That sometimes things that are very painful, they happen in life. right? But if we go through them properly, inshallah this will be a means of getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ فَكَشَفْنَا مَا بِهِ مِن ضُرٍ وَآتَيْنَاهُ أَهْلَهُ وَمِثْلَهُمْ مَعَهُمْ So firstly, he was cured. Then we see that in the Bible, in the book of Job, it is said that, And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. And the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. You remember the example of the ball? As you fall down, now rise up with full force, and go higher. And that will happen, how? With your hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With your husnul dhan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah never disappoints His servants. The latter days of Job were more blessed than His beginning. And He had now 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. And He also had children. And it is said that after this, Job lived 140 years and saw his sons and his sons' sons four generations. And Job died an old man and full of days. Full of days. Meaning he lived a very happy life after this trial. We learned that the Prophet ﷺ said, when Allah healed Ayyub ﷺ, He sent upon him a shower of gold locusts. So imagine, locusts, you know what locusts are, right? Okay, So something like a grasshopper. So gold. Gold locusts are falling from the sky on Ayyub a.s. So what happened? Ayyub a.s. began picking them up and he started gathering them in his garment. So it was said to him, O oh Ayyub, have you not had enough? Meaning have we not made you ghani of all of these things? You still desire the things of the world? Ayyub salam said, Who can ever have enough of your mercy, O Allah? Who can ever have enough of your mercy? Because this is Allah's mercy, because locusts of gold don't fall from the sky. Right? So if this is happening, it is from Allah. And if it's from Allah, I love it. I love it. I need every bit of it. I can never have enough of Allah's mercy. So again you see here, the desire is not for gold. The desire is for what? Allah's mercy. That hope is still living on. It's in fact greater than it was before. And look at how the ayah ends. Rahmatam min indina. This is mercy from Allah because He had faith in Allah's mercy, right? Even in the most difficult time, He said, Wa anta arhamur rahimin. 
Then Allah showed him His mercy. He opened the gates of His mercy for him. وَذِكْرَ لِلْعَابِدِينَ عَابِدِينَ Abidin is a plural of Abid. Who is Abid? The one who does? Ibadah. So all people who worship Allah, they must take a lesson from this. And what is that lesson? That don't just worship Allah when you want to pass an exam. And then forget Him the rest of your days. Don't just worship Allah when you want to get some benefit in return. Worship Allah because He deserves to be worshipped. Show consistency. Show istiqama in worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just because it's winter and just because it's cold or just because it's summer or just because it's spring, just because of the changing seasons doesn't mean that our iman should also change. It will increase and decrease. That is normal. But our actions should not fluctuate so drastically that one moment we are most pious believers and the other moment we are most sinful servants. There should be some consistency. You see, if there is a person who is in your life and that person only shows interest in you, you know, they want to talk to you, they want to spend time with you only when they want something from you. Would you call that true friendship? Would you call that true love? No, you wouldn't. This is not fair. You know, once the Prophet ﷺ, he said to the Sahaba, that how can one of you hit his wife in the same night, lie down with her? How can you do that? That in the morning, during the day, you abuse her, and in the night time, you want to be intimate with her. How is it possible? What kind of a relationship is this? When this relationship does not befit people when it comes to human relationships, how can you say that when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also, we can ignore Him most days and only when we're in difficulty or when things are good, then we think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is not true faith then. This is not true love. This is not true friendship. True friendship, what does that demand? Consistency. So, وَذِكْرَ لِلْعَابِدِينَ A reminder for all the servants. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَأَيُّوبَ إِذْ نَادَى رَبَّهُ أَنِّي مَسَّنِيَ الضُّرُّ وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ فَكَشَفْنَا مَا بِهِ مِنْ ضُرِّهُ وَآتَيْنَاهُ أَهْلَهُ وَمِثْلَهُمْ مَعَهُمْ رَحْمَةً مِنْ عِنْدِنَا وَذِكْرَى لِلْعَابِدِينَ